Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Hi, Zoe. Good afternoon, Miss Amy Long. How are you? I'm good. This is Zoe Linkson. I'm Amy Long. And you're listening to... I'm with a boy band with additional email tones. Was that mine? Do you want me to mute? I don't know. I I feel like I mute everything, but then it just opens itself again. (laughs) I can't mute my computer. We wouldn't be able to hear us recording. (laughs) Imagine that. We record a whole episode and have to redo it. Oh, when did we do that before? Some people might enjoy that. Jonas. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that we recorded Jonas twice already when we were like, no, fuck it, we're not recording a third time. Yeah. Oh, Jonas. I'm looking forward to Jonas. It's still six months away, Aim. It's not six months away. I want to tell you now. Okay, it might be five. October, November, December, January. Yeah, five months. Yeah, I'm much more comfortable with it being five months okay. away. Yeah. <laughs> jolly good, jolly good. No, four months away. It's right at the start of February, isn't it? Okay, four months. Away. Yes, yes. Okay, how's this week been? Uh, interesting. Tell me. I I met someone from a boy band. Did you? Yeah. Who did you meet? I met the one, the only, the nicest member of boy band ever. Mm. Mr. Tom, Met- Tom Metcher. Tom Mr. Metcher. Mr. Tom <laughs> McFly McFletcher. Oh, Tom Fletcher amazing. from McFly. He was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, we went to his book signing. He did a book signing at Waterstones for... The Christmasaurus and the Winter Witch. Thank his you. His new book. Which I've not read yet, but it's not aimed at me. I'm my. We're gonna do mine as a giveaway. Did he sign it? What did he sign it inside? He it? signed it to "I'm with the Boy Band." Oh, great! Okay, cool. Nice. And his uh, illustrator was there as well, Shane. He also signed the book, but he was just really, really lovely. Yeah. But I also did that thing I always do when I go to have my pitch taken with a member of a Boy Band, where I just talk the entire time <laughs> that's not exclusive to boy band members <laughs> that's every picture i've ever seen of zoe <laughs> <laughs> talking <laughs> talking and raising one eyebrow because i have that thing where someone says oh photo and my eyebrow automatically goes up tweaks up yeah what did you say to him then i talked to him about the bottle po- obviously i walked up with a post-it note that said i'm with the boy band on the book yeah yeah because yeah, that's yeah. who we wanted him to sign it to so we talked a little bit about the podcast um, we talked about Boy Band Dippity as well. I told him how we'd reunited Jonas mm. and then also reunited McFly. He yeah. said, who are you working on next? I said, <laughs> well, everyone wants us to do in sync. And he was like, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, because by the time I got to him, I was like, I don't know if Zoe told you. And he went, yes, you have actual magical powers. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he knows. So, yeah. We need to get him an I'm, Belie- I'm a Believer t-shirt. Yes, we do. We should have taken a gift for him. I thought it crossed my mind briefly and then I thought I've got no idea about what he would like. So I can't remember what else I said to him. What else did I say to him? I don't know. I was too busy talking, <laughs> talking was, to Shane at that was point. I too busy telling Shane about all the places, how to do be a tourist in London when you've already been a tourist <laughs> oh, yeah. in London before. So it was his third I'm sure he said his third or fourth trip over and I was like, oh, so you've done all the touristy things and you don't need me mm. to. And he's like, no, tell me what, what you'd do. And I said, well, when I, I told, like, when I have friends over, I take them up the river on a boat mm. because it's a view of London that people never really go and see. And I, start, I was like, I said, you go up the river on the boat from Vauxhall, takes you all the way up to the Tower of London, and then you get off at the Tower of London and you walk to the, it's not the Shard, which is the building that's got the Sky Garden. No idea. You walk, so it's a 10-minute walk away from where you get off the boat. You go to the Sky Garden when you go up to the 30-whatever floor and you get to do a panoramic view of London. So you get to see both the really good ways of viewing London. Cool. So he said, I'm not going to remember what that's called. And I was literally, (laughs) all you have to remember is Garden in the Sky. Yeah, Sky Garden, that's it. (laughs) So I was was talking to Tom about us coming to his shows. I said, we're coming to the McFly gig at the O2 and we're coming to see you in Wembley and we're in the OMFG zone both times and he went oh the splash zone <laughs> oh <laughs> but 
Um, he said he's really looking forward to the O2. He thinks it's going to be really special. And I was like, yes, it, it is. It is going to be and really not special. And not just because we're there. It, mm. it, might, it can't be because he must have thought it was going to be special before he knew we were coming. Yeah, of course. And I asked him what Richard Rashman looked like. And he said... Oh, because of the big mystery we yeah. discovered this week is that... We so are we putting out a special Patreon episode for our Patreon sponsors this week, which is us having a chat with Chris Russell, who wrote the theme tune for our podcast about the time he auditioned for Richard Rashman, which I insisted upon because I was like, Amy, if he's met him, he'll know what he looks like. So we did this whole phone call just on the basis that I want to know what Richard Rashman looks like. Chris can't remember. <laughs> I think it's like a Men in Black thing. <laughs> You meet Richard Rashman and then immediately they have to wipe your memory of, of what he looks like. <laughs> well, I said to Tom, I said, we can't find any images of Richard Rashman on the internet at all. What does he look like? Which is a fucking weird question. He must have been like, who the fuck is this bitch? And he went, oh, okay. So he's like in his 60s. He looks like a typical American businessman. Always wears the same blue Rain Mac. And I, at which point oh. I started to laugh because I was like... <laughs> Dodgy. <laughs> but I didn't want to say that to Tom from McFly. It just felt inappropriate. So, but yeah. We'll just say it now on the podcast. We can hear him saying it behind his back. <laughs> he didn't. He say to you, he wanted to. Fi- how did he find the podcast? And you yeah. said, here's our business card. Yeah, I literally pulled it out of my pocket. I went, you'll find us here. Amazing. He asked how we were doing. He's like, how do I listen? Are you on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. He was lovely. And I would encourage anyone who gets the opportunity to meet McFly to do so because, oh, I really like you, Tom. You're such <laughs> a nice person. He is the nicest man in, mm. in boy bandom. Mm. And this is coming from someone who's besties with Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Donnie. He, he can be a bit of a dick, though, John. I, mean, I imagine Tom can be as well, but we've not seen that side no, of him Donnie's yet. Donnie's our mascot. We'd remain loyal to Donnie, but Tom is so. If nice. Tom wants to become our mascot, I'd absolutely kick Donnie out of bed for <laughs> eating toast. Donnie's out. Tom's in. Yeah, Tom's awesome. And Tom's of the moment as well. Yeah, and he's young and cool and hip. Best hair as well. He's Amazing. got really good hair, and also his tattoos. I I didn't realise he had tattoos on his hands and stuff. He had. I don't think I paid that close attention. Oh well, I went up and sort of looked out. I was like, "Hi, Tom," and he went, "Hello," <laughs> and he started signing the book. And I looked at his hands, and he had a thirteen on one and something on the other. I was like, oh, "He's got tattoos on his hands. He's very small." I always think that not short, just slight. Well, what did I tell you? You had to say to him in in line. To not make him feel that he looked much bigger than oh, we you're thought. Much taller in the, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> normal of like, oh, I didn't think you'd be this short. No, no, no. I didn't think he was short. I think he was quite similar size, like height wise, to Gary. Maybe a little bit taller than Gary, but it could just be the hair. But I just, <laughs> um, he's he's quite. I think all these people petite. on TV are Slim. quite petite compared to us. Like we're not small girls and we, I don't think we're that enormous, but yeah. we rock up next to these boy band members and they're teeny. Very accommodating when we went to have our photo and I was like, no, no, no. Only like one side of my face. And he's like, whatever yes. way around you want it. I saw that happening actually. <laughs> I was in line trying to surreptitiously film you and I saw you going, oh actually can um, I stand on the other side? I did that with Mark <laughs> Owen this summer. I was like all my photos are on the wrong side with you Mark. And he was like, should we switch? And I went, yes. <laughs> so boy band news, Celebrity X Factor, the lineup has been announced mm-hmm. and they have what they're classing as a boy band which is three rugby players uh, Tom Evans, Levi Davis and Ben Foden. I'm going to have to call bullshit on this in that they're way too old to be a boy band. Correct. Levi's 21. Oh. Uh, Tom is 24. I think Ben Foden's much older than that, though. But they just don't look like I don't like know any band. of them. I've seen it's the picture, rugby. but I don't recognise any of them. I'm interested to see if they can sing and dance, though. Yeah. Unless they're going down the busted boy band route. They get up on stage and play guitars and jump up and down a lot. I'm all fucking for it. I'm out. Oh. (laughs) My first piece of boy band news is that Niall Horan from One Direction has got a new song out. It's really good. I know you're not a 1D fan, but I... I'm not a fan. I just... It's overwhelming the number of solo projects you have to concentrate on with One Direction. I think that's what it is. Well, okay. I'm going to do you a solid here. It just feels like... There's constantly 
someone from One Direction bringing out a single. Well, let's just ditch the two L's. Liam and, and Louis, <laughs> ditch their solo projects. Really, the only three you need to think about are the others. So, okay. But Niall Horan's, he's got this new, they're calling it a sexy vibe. They're calling him the Robbie Williams of One Direction and therefore making Harry Styles the Gary Barlow. There was a whole article about it, but I call bullshit. But it's a great song. Really good video too. Like it. Westlife have been approached to turn their career into a West End musical. Would you go? If it was free. (laughs) And I was available. But also better Westlife news is that Mark Feely has had a baby girl with his fiancée, Keelan. Congratulations. Mark and Keelan. What Uh, is the baby girl called? it's pronounced Keelan. Keelan, maybe. Uh, Layla. Oh, that's nice. My friend has a dog called Layla. She's very nice. (laughs) I'm sure that'll be heartwarming for Mark to hear. That's right. I had that for a couple... I don't know why so many Americans have got dogs called Zoe. But when you introduce (laughs) someone and he's like, hi, I'm Zoe. Oh, my dog's called Zoe. And you're like... Okay, I like, swear where, to God. where are we going with this? If anyone ever thought that was weird, if I said, my dog's called Elvis, they would go and they went, well, I'm a human. And I go, yes, but he is my person. <laughs> so <laughs> back the fuck off. I also wanted to mention our friend, your stalker, Duncan James from Blue, who was on First Dates Hotel this week. Oh. It was his first openly gay date we know that he's got a boyfriend now this was filmed in may which was i believe before he met his boyfriend yeah yeah you're right and um yeah i mean he looks buff on it i recognized him from behind of course because that's how i recognize him (laughs) imagine if we had to go to a blue like we went to a blue gig and you'd be like no no i no no, i can't have front row no no i can't i'm gonna need the cheap seats that you charge five pound for that are half views because I can only look at Duncan from behind. In the choir. I need to sit in the choir. (laughs) Uh, 911. Surprise Stacey Solomon on Loose Women for her 30th birthday. I I love Stacey already. Is she a big 911 fan? Apparently so. Oh, that's amazing. So you big up to our Stace because... As I say, everyone's got a secret boy band. (laughs) Yes. And wet, wet, wet. With Kevin Sims, not Marty Pello. Yes, as their lead singer, going on a tour of Australia and New Zealand next May. That's exciting. Yeah. Did we call them boy band, did we? Wet, wet, wet. Yeah, they were definitely smash hits front page material. Okay, yeah, that's fine then. Boy band. So here's a bit of boy band news that we haven't actually had permission to broadcast. So if you're listening to this and we didn't get permission, there's going to be a few blanks in this story and you're going to have to fill them in. However, news out of the US is that in sync, we're all gunning for that reunion. And the story is that there's a potential four piece reunion on the cards, but it's not the lineup we expected. Oh, Mm. who's who's the holdout? Well, a reliable source says that Fuck. And oh, that's going to be heartbreaking for Ashley. <laughs> I'm just going to say that a four-piece in sync reunion is going to work, regardless of which four members it is. It was always going to work, right? Yeah. But it can't work as a three-piece. One of those has to be in. Yeah. And I never anticipated that. No, I don't. we just start rumours now. <laughs> that was how they kept um, Jason in Take That. They got Robbie back. So wait and see. We can't reveal our source, but it is one of NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> he rang. I mean, I was in the shower at the time. Actually, he was drunk and all too willing to spill the tea <laughs> from the sound of it. Okay, you go. So the biggest spot, I mean, I know NSYNC reunion news is quite big <laughs> but bigger than that uh 90s boy band five who our listeners will Threve. know as three mm-hmm. are gonna switch on the uh christmas lights at westwood cross now oh, i don't know if whoa, this whoa, is whoa, whoa. At where westwood cross it's in thanet essex mm-hmm. um now i don't know if just switching on the Christmas lights is as big a thing over in the US as it appears to be here in the UK. Is it big here? <laughs> Every little village and 
half town or whatever will have a Christmas light switching on <laughs> ceremony and they'll invite some degree of celebrity to come along and do it. Now, in Oxford Street, it's normally someone who's got a number one at the time or someone who's really big on TV. In Thanet, it's 90s boy band Three. What else yeah. do we need to talk about in relation to Threave this week? So, the Step Back concerts. Now, so Step Back is the series of concerts that's this, the nostalgia pre-Christmas thing. Yes. It's been going a couple of years. So, they first did it in 2017. They had some in 2018. And it, so, I think 2017 was Step Back to the 80s. Right. This year's one was Step Back 90s versus noughties. Yes. And the lineup included five... S Club, Bewitched, Atomic Kitten, Fat Man Scoop, Shane Ward, E17, 911, Blazing Squad, Big Brothers, and Booty Love. So they, it, was, it was kind of big reunion plus. Yes. Yeah. But you didn't get all of those at each show. You'd get a selection of those. Right, okay. At your show. Those were the people that were taking part in the tour, and you'd get a selection of those. And it was, uh, I want to say, 13 dates yeah. through October and November. Okay. So starting in like three weeks' time. Yeah. So Friday, the 4th of October, they announced, and I'm going to read out the statement that came on. The, state- mean- the statement that came to me was from you, which said, <laughs> Step Back 90s has been cancelled. And I was like, what? I wasn't due to go. No, you so were going. I, yeah, so I found out via Rhea. Rhea did get the email because we'd booked to go on November the 30th to the Brighton show. Right. So this is what came out on their own website on Friday, as well as if you'd purchased tickets, you got emailed by whoever you'd bought your tickets from to okay. say this. It is with deep regret that we must inform you we are having to reschedule the 2019 Step Back 90s versus Naughties tour due to unforeseen production issues. Mm. We hate letting people down, but after serious consideration, we have taken the very difficult decision to reschedule the tour. This is by far our biggest arena tour to date. To fall short and not be able to provide the high level of production we would expect to deliver for the fans would be a travesty and something we are not prepared to compromise on. We will be working tirelessly to obtain revised dates from the arenas for early 2020. Once the new dates are confirmed, ticket holders will be advised immediately via email provided at time of purchase. Ticket holders for the 2019 tour will automatically have their tickets transferred to the new date at the original venue of choice. We really appreciate your understanding and patience while we work on rescheduling the tour. Again, we are extremely sorry for any inconvenience this may cause and look forward to seeing you all at the concerts in 2020. Kind regards, step back. I mean, that sounds like a load of baloney, if you ask me. Yeah, well, this is... My experience of Step Back has been... I was excited to go, so the girls were all going. I was like, yes, absolutely, I'll come along with you. it would be such a fun night out. Yeah. And then I also thought, oh, a lot of these acts are, are our target. So mm. let's get in touch with Step Back and say, can we do a bit of pre-publicity for you? Yeah. Can we... You know, is there any chance of getting anyone on to talk about what they're going to be doing on the shows? Let's be, so I, I tweeted them. Yes. No response. I sent them a message via their Facebook. No response. Mm. I eventually found an email. Very hard to do. It's not very obvious anywhere in any of their things. Sent them an email. I want to say back in June, possibly. Okay. No response. And then I sent them another email again on Monday this week. Just to say, Oh. asking again, we'd love to be involved. You know, we have... A hardcore of listeners who are all into boy bands. This is totally their thing. Mm. Please get in touch or put me in touch with whoever's handling your PR. Yeah, yeah. No response. So that was Monday, if you're listening to this, last week. Yes. Yeah. So I then went off and started having a look a little bit more into this. And this same company has done this again and again. So they had a show in Coventry last Christmas, which was Step Back to Christmas, which was the same kind of acts they'd had on the tour a couple of months earlier. Yeah. It was going to be a one-off Christmas special at the Rico Arena in Coventry, which got cancelled about two weeks before it was due to happen. Mm. Same thing, unforeseen circumstances. This is now not happening. And this is right off the bat. They've literally just finished doing the tour. And then, you know, it's like, it's not going to happen. And digging a little deeper, I then find out that people 
never got their money back for those tickets. Mm. Now, the Rico, it wasn't in the main Rico. It was in, they have a little um, mini arena next door, which I think holds six or 7,000. But that's potentially, and I doubt very much it sold out. Yeah. But that's potentially a few thousand people who've not got their money back yes, for that. Yeah. And it was reported in the local papers. It was reported in the Coventry Telegraph that this had happened. They, when people initially emailed them, they were told to wait 90 days. You know, give it 90 days, you'll get your money back. Mm. And after 90 days had gone, you know, the websites had disappeared. They weren't replying to emails. The phone numbers no longer worked. And then, so I spent all day Saturday researching this guy and his companies. And what I found out is just mind-bending. It's a little bit too much to put all in our new section now. We're going to do a special on it. We're going to do a deep dive on this guy. But it's not... The Step Back Christmas concert is not the only concert he has arranged, taken money for tickets, sold tickets through a ticketing agency which he also owns or someone connected to him also owns. And the concert has been cancelled. The websites have disappeared. Their Twitters have disappeared. And people are shit out of luck for getting the money back. Yeah. So we're going to do a deep dive. I'm not sure how long it would take. I need to make some phone calls. I found some people that lost their money before. There are some companies I want to ring up and ask questions to. And basically, he's he he's had three companies that have gone bust. Mm. He owes people money. Mm. And they have put him through, basically forced him into liquidation because he's not paying the bills. So the companies yeah. have gone out. But the way things are looking for now for the step back tour is by having a deep dive into company's house at him and his associates. They are already setting up new companies so they can continue their business when they liquidate the current companies which have possession of everyone's money. So we're going to and we also need to be super careful of this. This is all allegedly Mm. this is potentially what could happen. This is what has happened before. I'm not saying this is what's happening with Step Back, but the the guy has a track record for this. I'd love for him to come on and have a right to reply. Let's do the deep dive. Let's try and get in contact with him everywhere we can and ask them to give us a formal statement about what's going on. Yes. Okay, that's it for boy band news. One more bit. What did we mentioned last week? Oh. Lance Bass has got a new podcast. Oh, the Daily Popcast. Have you listened? I have. Really fucking annoying theme tune. Oh, Lance. Like, really annoying. What is it with NSYNC members trying to do us on the podcast? Right, oh, then, then no, no, oh hang on. Not just NSYNC. Other boy band members as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Right, we'll be back in a minute with the next bit of our podcast. So we have just been watching, what's this? The X Factor? No, Britain's, Britain's Got, Got Talent, Talent, The Champions. In which there was a series of performing dogs, a lady with lots and lots of dogs. Amy's a very German, jealous. A German lady. How many dogs she was allowed to have. And I've, it enabled me to regale Amy with a story of my great, 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 great grandfather, who in 1856, a friend of his, he was he was a composer and an actor and a comedian, um, but a friend of his who he'd been on tour with died and left to my grandfather a troop of performing dogs and monkeys who would pretend to be having supper with each other whilst on stage. To, to music, all... <laughs> not just sitting around pretending to have supper. I find it all a bit distasteful and a bit animal cruelty-ish, I think. Not, Even her Probably not so much in 1856. <laughs> I mean, that's not the, the darkest mark on his the kind of performance he had. I will enter into that with you when we're not on air. <laughs> But let's just say there was a stage in that went a little bit Justin Trudeau at one point. Oh dear! Oh no! It was the eighteen fifties though? Yes. I'll let him away with it. So, so ultimate boy adding. band playlist. Yes, we are. You're going first. Sure. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you who I'm adding. It's the song "Angel Eyes" by Wet Wet Wet. It's from their third. No, it's not. It's from their debut album. It's their third single. The debut album was called Popped In, Sold Out. I wore that record out and it was, it was vinyl then. So this was, was, what year was Popped In, Sold Out? I'm going to say 85, 86-ish. Well, Maybe only, later. I can only tell. I think it was in 1986. It might have been 1987 because the single was released 30th of November 1987. Yeah. So it's probably 1987. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was still time of having vinyl and I wore that shit out really badly. <laughs> Seriously, that was... A, well, Angel Eyes reached 
number five in the UK charts. Oh, the lyrics in the chorus make reference to Hal David and Burke Bacharach compositions, Walk On By and The Look of Love. And they also quote an entire verse of the Squeeze single, Heartbreaking World. I wonder if that meant they had to give Squeeze most of their royalties. Some later issues of this single, <laughs> including Sorry. all US issues, accordingly credit Squeeze lyricist Chris Difford as a co-author. That's it. Oh, so well, yours is Wet, Wet, Wet Angel Eyes. I'm going the same era. Cool. And also taking us back to the 80s. Nice. And my choice also reached number five on the UK singles chart. It was the debut single from English new wave band, who I am absolutely declaring a boy band. I don't give a shit about what anyone else says. Uh, <laughs> Spandau Ballet. It was released in 1980, and it is called To Cut a Long Story Short. Nice. It is about... The song's about a veteran, and it's through his eyes of when... of him as a boy asking questions about why he has to go out to war it's a really good song though when i just sat and played each other we both did the same neck movement (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i thought it was time we brought a bit of spandau into the uh into the boy band arena bit of spandex into the boy band arena yeah so that's (laughs) ultimate boy band playlist and now bringing back something we haven't done for i want to say two three weeks Yeah. yeah Primarily, last week we forgot we yacked so much about how excited we are about McFly. And forgot to tell you we were meeting Tom. (laughs) Yeah, we also forgot to do Boy Band String Theory. So we are Boy Band String Theory this week. We are going McFly to Subject Zero. Yes, talk me through it. So McFly made a cameo appearance in the 2006 romantic comedy Just My Luck, Mm -hmm. which starred Disney favourite Lindsay Lohan. Yes. We're aware of this, we talked about it. She got very intimate, but not that intimate with Anna McFly. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, in turn, starred in the serial killer thriller I Know Who Killed Me in 2007 alongside actor Neil McDonough. And Neil McDonough, in 2001, played a character called Buck Compton oh! in Band of Brothers alongside Donnie Wahlberg as Carlwood Lipton. But they were also together in this is my favorite donny tv program and purely for one scene which i'm going to show you in a second <laughs> they were in the nbc police drama boomtown which ran from 2002 to 2003 so that's neil mcdonough to donny Wahlberg. so oh, mcfly mcfly lindsay lohan neil mcdonough subject zero that's nice. this week's boy band string theory excellent right well we better take a pause while you show me that and uh we'll be back with boy band of the week and a damp flannel <laughs> Well, I've seen the scene from Boomtown with Donnie Wahlberg and whoever played his wife. Megan Kelly, I want to say. No, Megan Kelly's that um, talk show woman. Megan Ward. (laughs) (laughs) Different Megan. And holy fuck, I've definitely seen it before. You've shown it to me before. (laughs) I had forgotten about it. I mean, I bet I would be stunned if we've known each other this long and I've not. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know how you search for that on YouTube. Zoe will be able to fill that in now. You literally just search Dolly Wahlberg and Boomtown. Okay. And it's probably the top hit. <laughs> it's the one with the most views. Jesus Christ. You were you weren't wrong about the cold flannel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Boy band. <laughs> was that thunder? Is that I the neighbours? I don't know what that noise was, but Boy Band. Of the week. Yeah. This is the completion. Of our 72-part look mm-hmm. into the boy bands of Prestige Management. Prestige Worldwide. Uh, our mate Richard Rashman. Yes. And Fletch. Yeah. Matthew Fletcher. And I'm Who's not... just trying to be Matt Willis and Tom Fletcher in one go, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to lie. This week's boy band is called V. And I'm, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. The Popa. Popas. The Popa. The Popa. I've mentioned it on our Popar before. Pepe. It's really hard to Google a boy band that's just called V. Yes, it is. They would not get away with that now, would they? <laughs> no. So, V consists of members. Anthony Brandt, who was born in 1983 in Leicester, he had previously appeared on a BBC TV pop reality show 
Again, I've Googled. I can't find out what it is. But for the time scale, I want to say it was probably a pilot for something like right. Fame Academy. Okay. I can't. He's not. It doesn't appear on IMDb. No reference to it. And you, there wasn't a lot of reality shows before that. No. He's been mentioned on this podcast before. Yeah, so he remained big friends with McFly. He went out to Australia to record with them. He was mentioned in that yeah. episode where they went out and did the whole surfing thing. Cool. In Sid- Sydney? Yeah. Melbourne, Sydney. <sighs> Somewhere in Australia. <laughs> uh, Aaron Buckingham was also born in 1983 in London. He had performed with the National Youth Theatre. And in 2000, he had started up a boy band called Get Real with a guy called Marcus Burks. And Burks had previously been in a boy band called Most Wanted, which he had left in 1999. Right. Anthony and Aaron met on the audition circuit, so doing these, answering the adverts in the back of the stage, showing up, lining up outside. And they eventually approached the management company Prestige about forming their own boy band. Procedures were known Matthew Fletcher and Richard Brashman and other duo behind Definitely Not a Boy Band Busted and <laughs> McFly. In turn, they recruited three other members, Kevin, Mark and Leon, through a series of auditions. And these are the same auditions where Tom Fletcher met Danny Jones and helped him with his, like, how can you not possibly know any pop songs? Let me teach you the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Uh, and the band, once they formed, they're now a five-piece. They were put up in a luxury apartment complex in North London. Oh, this sounds familiar. Called Princess Park. <laughs> Very familiar. The same apartment complex that at the time housed James from Busted, a developing McFly and Girls Aloud. Right. So the three new members, Mark Hull, have been born in 1983 in Glasgow. He lived in Scotland till he was six and his family then moved to the Chapel House area of Newcastle. He learnt to play drums, piano and guitar and spent a bit of time as a session musician before he started auditioning for boy bands. Right. He had previously been part of a rock band in Newcastle called Stufa and a teen band called 3NM. Not a boy band, it was boys and girls. Not hard to say. His dad, John, was a presenter on a Newcastle radio station. Right. Leon Pisani was from Cardiff. He was born on Christmas Day in 1985. He'd previously be, been a choir boy. His name, Leon, is Noel, spelt backwards. Noel, the first Noel. Kevin McDade <laughs> was born in 1984 in Nigeria and spent the first 10 years of his life shuttling backwards and forwards between there and, um, there and Newcastle before he spent a stint at a boarding school in Scotland and then on a farm in Carlisle before his family settled in North Tyneside. He dropped out of his A-levels in favour of a place at Performing Arts School and he later performed with a dancing horse troupe called Chariots of Fire, which involved being on a horse and jumping through a ring of fire. Oh, I've seen this sort of thing at the uh, Horse of the Year show at Olympia. He had previously auditioned for a boy band which became Back to Back. Oh. In 2003, the boys from V... So they got the name V when uh, Anthony Brandt realised that V was the Roman numeral for five. So really he wanted to be called Five, but there was already a boy band called Five. Yeah, gutted. Pure gutted. Just goes to show that Five was a great boy band name. Right, even if it was like the number five, then I-V-E. Mm. Five I've. In 2003. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So now we have to call them 553 Vive. 5V. Five, 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 no. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> in 2003, the boys from V signed their contract with Universal Records. And in February and March 2004, they set out on the road supporting Busted on the tour, which was the same tour that McFly were on. And in the April, they followed that up with a showcase at Shepherd's Bush Empire for the press and a load of competition winners because they were already making a name for themselves in the teen pop press. Right. Uh, Their first single was called Blood, Sweat and Tears and it was released in June 2004 and reached number six. The B-side contained a track called Chills in the Evening which had been written by Tom Fletcher and James Bourne. Oh, I know them. It was the first song the two of them had ever written together at Princess Park. And the video for it was filmed out in Miami. 
still available on YouTube. They are quite possibly the best looking boy band ever. Oh, really? Like, they're all perfect. There's not one that you're like, oh, you're someone's mate. (laughs) (laughs) They're all absolutely fit. The second single, this sounds really pervy, I'm now 45 and they're like 20. Second single, Hip to Hip, was released in August 2004 and it was a double A-side with a cover of the Jacksons' Can You Feel It? Features on our boy band playlist. Does. Uh, they performed this on ITV's Disco Mania and it received such a positive reception it was quickly added to the release. Hip to Hip was written by the songwriting team Xenomania who included Brian Higgins, who had co-written Shares Believe. That won him three Ivan novellas. Wow. Uh, a lady called Miranda Cooper, who'd formerly been a backing dancer for Gina G. Nice. Uh, and who had notably written Round Round for the Sugar Babes. Uh, oh, I was going to start singing round. Oh no, no, I was going to start singing the Beach Boys one, and then as I opened my mouth to sing it, the Sugar Babes one <laughs> entered my head. Uh, Sound of the Underground for Girls Aloud. Oh, great tune! Which was the Christmas number one in two thousand two. Yes, it was. And they'd also worked with Little Mix, The Saturdays, and The Wanted. Wow. Uh, the promotional tour for this V single included a performance at London's famous GAY nightclub, and the song contains the most outstanding boy band lyric yet someone spiked my latte and i'm just not in the mood (laughs) Uh, hip to hip reached number five in the uk their third single you stood up was released in november 2004 and reached number 12 they in october 2004 they'd supported mcfly on tour Mm. and in november in the one up to the single coming out they'd been on the smash hits Pole Winners Party. Uh, they released an album that was also called Juice It Up, but it disappointingly only reached number 86. Oh dear. I definitely saw this boy band supporting someone. McFly, probably. I n- I've never seen McFly before. Oh. Yeah, mm. it's weird, isn't it? I've seen Busted and I I've seen McBusted. I thought it was Girls Aloud, but I think they were supported by the Saturdays. Possibly it's the right era. You it definitely is. didn't see them supporting Busted. I don't, 2004. I don't know because it was a last minute thrown together Busted gig for Band Aid. So they might have got V in to mm. support them. I don't I don't recall it. I just know that I fucking saw this boy band. I'm certain it was them. Uh, in December 2004, they played Christmas in Pop World at Wembley Arena. Uh, but their album had been disappointing for the record company. And in February 2005, it was announced on their website that they were splitting up. After how long together? So 2003, they Mm. signed with Universal. Yeah. So two, three years, call it two. It's amazing, actually, that it's that fast. Yeah. Their statement was, unfortunately, after the best two years of our lives, we've decided to call it a day as V. Words can't even begin to express how much fun we've had during our time in the band. Meeting all you lot, performing to thousands upon thousands of people, making our own record and going to places we would only have otherwise dreamed of. It really has been incredible. However, for whatever reasons, it just hasn't happened for us as big as we would have liked. It's no one's fault. It's just that music at the moment isn't quite ready for an all singing, all dancing boy band. Blame busted. Haha, just kidding. (laughs) We'd like to say a huge thank you to anyone who's ever supported the group be it buying any of our records, travelled to a gig, or even clicked onto this very website, you're all fantastic and we're so, so grateful. And that's it, it's the end of the story. Oh, well, thank you for coming this week. It's, uh, uh... Kevin said <laughs> that when they were suddenly ditched by their labour, it was really hard to deal with. He said, it was a struggle for a while until I got back on my feet. I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to sing and dance and live the dream. That dream actually came true. I was a pop star. I was on top of the pops. That's a rare, special thing to be part of and a very difficult thing to lose. The rug was kind of pulled from beneath us and it was a sink or swim situation, but I'm still swimming. In August 2005, the Sun newspaper ran a piece in which it was announced that Mark Feely from Westlife was gay and his boyfriend was Kevin McDade. They had met at a charity do in Dublin earlier in the year. Uh, The website gaybelfast.net refers to Kevin, Kevin as... A former porn star. What? And it offered a link to view the pictures. I made my excuses and left. 
<laughs> the pair appeared on the cover of Attitude in December 2007 and they got engaged in 2010. Wow. So Mark is possibly, he was the first... Openly gay boy mem- band member? Yeah, from the beginning. No, not from the beginning. Oh, so then it, the first one would have been Stephen Gately. Oh, yes. And Mark would have followed in his footsteps. I guess, yeah. But it would have been a big thing for him to come out at the height of his fame. Well, I suspect he was probably encouraged to do that by the yeah. tabloids. The pair got engaged in 2010 and in March the following year they spoke to the Mirror about their plans for fatherhood. But sadly they announced their split in Christmas of 2011 having kept it secret for several weeks. So they split up and it wasn't until it was found out by yeah. the tabloids that it was formally announced. Yeah. Craig McLean, a journalist who had worked with V when they first formed, he was interviewing for them for a kind of story of V type piece. Yes. In 2006, he was working on a Guardian article about being gay and in a boy band. And he asked Kevin about why he'd lied to him when all those years ago he'd asked if he was gay. And Kevin oh. said, It was a difficult situation. I was in my comfort zone in my bedroom, but that was the first time I'd been asked that. In discussions with management and the label, I'd been given the choice of coming out or not. I felt a lot of pressure. People were saying that it wasn't a problem, but they probably would prefer me not to say anything. And then he took the advice of professionals who he felt knew more than he did about the situation. And he was told that it might affect the band's success. Plus, it was also a personal matter. And then in August 2006, the year after Kevin and Mark made their announcement, Aaron Buckingham contributed to an article for Attitude about also being gay in a boy band. No one ever made me keep my sexuality a secret, he wrote. But a friend had recently been expelled from the lineup of a new band being put together by a major record label after admitting that he was also gay. Mm. His manager told him, we're sorry, but we don't want any gay guys in this band. Wow. And Buckingham reported that suspicions were already raised while seeing him dance in, in what she described as a camp manner. Oh, it's disgusting behaviour. Sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> Basically, okay. what boy bands do. Yeah, it's disgusting behaviour like this, which made me determined to keep my sexuality a secret. He said, as it turned out, two future Gateleys managed to slip through the V audition net. <laughs> I knew I was gay a long time before I set foot on Planet Pop. I mean, no straight guy likes the Backstreet Boys that much. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I'd probably known since my final year of high school but made the conscious decision to keep it a secret and go and blag a job as a pop star. Yeah. V had been given a very strict set of rules to abide by by the management, like they've done with all the boy bands that have been before them. Um, one of these was clearly being no visiting gay clubs, but McDade ignored this rule and he was caught by one of the managers who said to him, you were seen at a gay club last night and, and it was a problem. He said, if I had my time in V all over again, would I have behaved the same Probably, I wanted to be a pop star more than anything, and if it meant compromising who I was, then so be it. Had the group gone on and reached a higher level of fame, then I'm sure it would have been more difficult to deal with, and we would have been faced with the decision of whether to come out. I'm just showing Zoe a picture she's probably already seen (laughs) of Kevin McDade with his shirt off. So is this that Kevin McDade is now a photographer, but he also did a little bit of modelling. I'm pretty sure that's him. No, that is him. 100% him. In 2008, Leon Pisani was in the news after he was given a suspended sentence for kicking a man in the face outside a pub whilst he was out celebrating his 21st birthday. This was back home in Wales. In January... There's a very long gap of not really a lot going on in the world of V. So we fast forward to eight years. In January 2016, yeah. Kevin McDade made the headlines once again after accidentally sharing a dick pic on Instagram. Oh, he I, was... I hate it when that accidentally <laughs> happens. He was on holiday in Thailand and stood completely naked in front of a mirror. And the picture had kind of dramatic lighting and he'd used an interfilter and you couldn't see anything. But once you put the picture into Photoshop, oh, which no. obviously his Everyone fans does. did, <laughs> he... Um, Something else popped out. Oh my god, that's amazing! In January this year, who was that? Leon did that. Kevin. Kevin did that. In January this year, Kevin, who's now a really, really good celebrity photographer, he he's done some work. So he started photography by doing a lot of work for Westlife. Yeah. Um, 
he would do their album shots and shoot their live gigs and he now does celebrity studio stuff. He's really good. So this year he announced his engagement to boyfriend Louis Cryer, who's a producer for ITV and has worked on, among other things, First Dates Hotel. Oh. Uh, and obviously, as we heard in the news section this week, former boyfriend Mark is also now engaged and has just had a baby. Yes. Uh, after V, Mark Hall went on to play drums for a kitchen sink indie band called Little Comets until 2011. Kevin became a photographer and he did the photography for Westlife's Where We Are on Gravity. Yes. Aaron Buckingham works in A&R and management at Global, the radio place. Yeah. And he manages the boy band Lawson. Oh. Anthony Brandt toured as Compare on McFly's 2013 tour. He was also the host of Rip It Up when it toured starring Harry Judd. Interesting. He was a narrator on the audiobook version of Tom Fletcher's book, The Creakers. And he runs a service writing personal and unique songs as wedding gifts. Leon Pisani is ranked at 31 on the list of famous Welsh singers by website ranker. Oh, is he after Noel from here? No, although given <laughs> the most famous Welsh singers, Charlotte Church, Alid Jones and Shirley Bassey come in at 9, 11 and 12. What about Tom Jones? Uh, I believe Tom Jones is actually number one. Oh, right, good. So, but yeah, given how they're, how the three of them rank, I'm not sure Leon at 31 is... We can count it. He's now a mortgage advisor in Cardiff. Oh. They announced in 2013 that they had met up and wanted to record new music together. And we, as in I'm with a boy band, are the official at, sorry, the unofficial at V Reunion fan account on Twitter with their 64th followers on Twitter. Yay. That's after six years. That's not even one a month. In... <laughs> On the 24th of August, 2018, the band met up at a studio in Chiswick to record one last song together. Not really for anything serious, just for ourselves and maybe a bit for you. They released the video on their Facebook page, which is called Because We Want To, <laughs> in October. And it's, quite frankly, it's really beautiful. It's a really nice piece of them, you know, coming into the studio together, reuniting, singing. And I really, really want them to reunite properly more than any other boy band we've oh, done really yeah oh, that's i'm gonna amazing. make you watch the facebook thing now and um, wouldn't it be amazing if they reunited and went on tour with uh mcfly yes so i found the dick pic <laughs> i've applied a filter yes how's it looking i mean it's you can make out the outline uh, yeah nah. also second random naked bloke in the background i think it's a mirror isn't it oh is it okay I think it's him. It's not in the another mirror. naked man walking <laughs> through the room. I don't think so. I think it's him. In the you mirror. go for it, Kevin. We don't care if it is. <laughs> You're fit. And that's the other thing. So, what did I? I sent you a screenshot of earlier this week. Oh, was it another Kevin McDade has done so the cover of the most recent it, issue of Attitude magazine is Duncan James from Blue. Yes. Topless. Yes. Probably completely naked. It doesn't go down that far. Which has been shot by Kevin. It's really, oh, really nice. You didn't send that to me. I'm sure I did send it to you. It's not in my media links from you. Oh, who did I send it to then? I don't know. So oh, somebody else. Oh, Christ. Someone's Surprise. got a picture of a naked <laughs> man. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Good. If it's you, do own up, please, and send me back my picture. <laughs> send me back my picture. <laughs> So that's it. It's a really short one. As I explained, it was quite hard it to would Google be. them. Yeah. But they were only together really for two years anyway. So three singles, one album, mm. not massively successful. But I'm going to make, I'm going to put a link up to the videos. I'm going to make Amy watch it now. They're really good fun. Isn't it funny though? They're how... beautiful. They should have been the greatest boy band ever because they were all yeah. perfect. Isn't it funny how Richard Rashman and Matt Fletcher went out looking for a boy band, created two non-atypical boy bands like massively successful busted and mcfly who were massively successful and then the actual more kind of typical the boy bits, band the, the things the record companies asked them to make yes and the one with all the perfect boy band members not not that great yeah i wonder if it was more a timing thing like i know in that yeah maybe in, in the quotes there i just said the world wasn't ready for all single or dancing boy band. It was 2003. They really fucking were. Mm. We'd had NSYNC. We'd had but Backstreet. But you know, O-Town talk about how they feel like the the big boy band thing was 
it tailing gone. off. Yeah. At that point, and that was in two thousand one. So yeah, yeah maybe two thousand three. Some... It was more about the instruments, and kids have moved on to more to that kind of punk pop thing. So do you think they've remained friends, or Anthony Brandt has remained friends with McFly because he's long-term plotting to get his own back on McFly and Busted for ruining, you know, what the world expected from a boy band. Yes. <laughs> uh, completely not boy band relevant. I listened to a podcast this week about Michael Moore and it was really interesting. His I, was story. Say, I thought you were about to say it and he was in a boy band. He wasn't in a boy band, but he was um, caned at school or paddled at school by his headmaster. So he went and got himself elected onto the school board and fired the headmaster. Just oh, you're talking about long term revenge. Yeah, yeah. And Still, I just I thought that was him. amazing. Next time we meet Tom, I'm going to bring that up. Of which part? About Anthony Brandt? <laughs> yeah, not about Michael, Michael Moore. Moore getting paddled. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about Michael Moore? Yeah, yeah. He already thinks I'm weird. Because I went in and I went, so, funny story. When we were recording our fly episode, yeah. you fucked that up. Yeah. 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 And it was really funny because I knew you were talking, well, obviously I knew you were talking to him because I was next in line. And I was trying to distract all the women from coming to interrupt. <laughs> Thought, no, let her have as much time as possible. Um, and they were going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. Just indulging them in conversations. <laughs> they didn't hurry you along. And then when it was my turn to talk to Tom, I turned my back to them so that it wasn't my eye line. <laughs> yes. But that meant I got fewer photos because it was your, the I back had of my your back head. But at least I got a chance to talk to Tom for much longer than I got to talk to Gary last year. Yeah. Weird thing. Another weird thing. We talked about Gary Barlow Day last week. The day, the last day I met Gary last year for his book signing, same day we met Tom, same location, same room, everything exactly the same, just another, I must be a he creature was, of habit. He was really chill though. I mean, oh, we were yeah. queuing for a hell of a long time yeah. and there wasn't a massive amount of people. He just gave everyone that adequate amount of time. Yes. And I always really appreciate, what did that cost us? £12 something plus booking fee. And included the book. Yeah. And you, when you think what you pay for a boy band VIP and you probably get less time. Yeah, exactly. He was great. Thank you, Tom. Oh, I have to tell you something about a girl that did a load of new kids VIPs. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> very much for note, We're going to yeah. take a little break and I'm going to be back with the boy bandology. Zoe has just made me watch the video of V reforming last year to record a song. And first of all, the song's amazing. It's such a beautiful it's song. It's medicine. And second of all, they look great and they sound great. They've all got amazing teeth. I want them to reform. There's no post-boy band drug issues for any of them, <laughs> was there? I'm with you now. I want them to reform. Yeah. V... We're sending boy bandipity out into the world. <laughs> oh my God, could you fucking imagine <laughs> if that happened? That happened. I think we just quit now. Because <laughs> we can't top that because oh, it's just not on the cards. It's not on the cards. No. But then we didn't know it was on the cards for Jonas or McFly. Okay, you're right. So, and Tom himself said, we have magic powers. I've got a video <laughs> of him saying it. Oh, McFly accredited magic. Yeah. This is the man that writes the Christmasaurus, believes we can do mag magic. Yes. He knows some shit as well. He does. So they scored not great on their charts because three singles, that album didn't do great. They didn't release anything in the US. They were together. We're giving them three years together because they, 2003, when they were doing the audition process and it took them up to 2005. So three years inclusive. Um... They, they, we also credited them with one point for reforming just after I made Amy watch the video. She, oh, they deserve more than that, one. <laughs> before that, she was like, oh, really? It was like one no. day. And then she watched the video and she's with me. So she, they get reforming points. Oh, I love them. Very average points of their style. They were t-shirt and jeans, t-shirt and baggy trousers, boy band. They look cool. One of them had a very Lee Brennan haircut. Yeah. They did, but they were hot. Yeah, so they, they get all they all get hot points. They did not lose any members. They didn't play instruments on any of their records, so nothing there. Anthony Brandt scores them some points for songwriting because he worked with McFly and Busted on some music. And 
they get a minimal amount of post-career points because Kevin McDade's been incredibly successful in his chosen career, mm-hmm. albeit not a celebrity career. Yes. But he has had a successful career that came about because of the connections he made being in a boy band. Yes. So, what do you want to do, Amy? We're going to have to go top 50. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I lie. Go top 20. <laughs> have we got a top 50? We have a top. I want to say we've got a top 60. What? You can tell I, I don't open these documents and look at we them have a top. We have a top 52. Wow. Who didn't make the grade? Who's at 51 and 52? Uh, Tiebreak, Australian Eurovision band, and two tricky Icelandic Eurovision band. Got it. They have very, very tiny points. <laughs> I'm going to say they're not going to last much longer in the top 100. Great. And obviously there's G4, who we disqualify for being too old and not really poppy. And Jedward, who we disqualified under the Jedward Clause. The Jedward Clause. Basically, the Jedward Clause just means we can do what we like and cite the Jedward Clause. Yeah, it's our science. (laughs) It's our science. Go on then, hit me with our top 20. Here's the boy bandology. 20. Are we going to see if you can do it in a minute again? No, we did top 50 in a minute. Oh my God. We did top 20 well in a minute. Oh, 30 seconds? Just let me do the fucking charts, woman. <laughs> Here's the boy bandology. At 20, the McDonald Brothers. At number 19, Arvin Garner. At number 18, the Neutrons. At number 17, impossible to Google, boy band V. Yay. At number 16, Journey South. 15, Big Fun. 14, LFO. 13, EYC. Yeah. 12, BB Mac. At number 11, Damage. And R... Top 10 is, at number 10, Human Nature. At number 9, Another Level. 8, PJ and Duncan. 7, Crisscross. At number 6 is Bross. At number 5 is... Threve. Number 4, The Jonas Brothers. At number 3, Busted. At number 2, Bay City Rollers. But holding on tight at the top spot on the Ultimate Boy Band charts is our favourite boy band of the moment, Muck fly and we forgot to tell tom he was number one of the charts i know <laughs> we can tweet him yeah we both forgot i'll redo the chart it. so i'll put i'll do the redo the chart yeah, graphic now friday's episode's out so you all know that mcfly yes yeah, so i'll redo the chart one. graphic and we can tweet it to him see if he gets excited it's gonna be the number one that all boy bands are aiming for now yeah of course like, forget the charts and sales and shit like that no this is the us main... and our thousands of listeners who that's... matter yes that's right great that's it then that's, that's it, it for week. today so credit this week goes to again the um, McFly autobiography where I picked up some of the bits about the fabulous it was basically a lot of Google their Wikipedia page is tiny so Wikipedia get fuck all credit for <laughs> don't even don't even know why you made the effort of creating a page for it mm. um, YouTube oh. and me for just being really fucking good at Googling yeah Zoe's got like this investigative journalist side to her, which you will find out in a special episode to come. Um, and we'll just find out. Like, I mean, I thought I was all right at stalking people, but <laughs> Zoe's next level. So don't ever send any. Don't ever tweet out a picture of your hotel because I will track you down based on the carpet. Oh yeah, I'm we've, really we've good all at been carpet. There. <laughs> Cushions, carpet. So all that's furniture. it for this week. Next week, Amy's going to do a boy band. First time in like 10 weeks. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're saying that like, oh, what, really? <laughs> yep, it's my turn next week. So prepare yourself. I'm going to set you out for two or three weeks because I'm going to spend a bit more time working on the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit of work on that. So I might put you to task for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'd just like to say also at this point, we have reached out to Step Back Concerts. Yeah, we've reached out to step back to see if they want to come and give us an explanation or answer questions for us as they have all along so far. We've been reaching out to them since, I want to say, May, June. They've they've yet to respond, but they have been offered a right to reply to the points we raised earlier in the podcast. And the offer still stands. It will, if they want to answer questions on the special that we're going to do, looking into it and the situation they are our socials are open our email is uh, theboybandpod at gmail.com do email us our instagram is i'm with the boyband we're on twitter at theboybandpod and we're also on facebook uh, i'm with the boyband we've got a page and a group the page just is our business side of the operation or you can come and have a chat with us in the facebook group it's fun it's very niche 
We also have a Patreon where you can sponsor us to carry on with the journey to find out who is the ultimate boy band. You can find that at www.patreon.com forward slash boyband. And there will be a special Patreon only episode going up this week. Talking all about Richard, what happens when you meet Richard Rashman. (laughs) And that's it. So join us next week to uncover who is next in the journey to becoming the ultimate boy band. But remember, it's not the boy band that falls at the top of our chart that is the ultimate boy band. It's the one that was there for you when you needed them the most. And got you from there to here. Bye. Bye.